Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Yesterday, BC's health minister, Adrian Dix, announced the province had partnered with two clinics in Bellingham to meet the demands for cancer patients needing radiation therapy. Now, the government says the wait for cancer treatment in BC is too long presently, and up to 50 patients per week can be helped through the temporary partnership and reduce wait times, which would begin on May 29th. Now, the treatments uh, will take place at the North Cascade Cancer Centre, uh, or at Peace Health St. Joseph Medical Center in Bellingham over the next two years, that could add up to 10,000 patients. Think about that for a second, though. Here's Bellingham with a population of roughly 90,000. The, these two hospitals, there are these treatment centers there, have extra capacity for a province of 5 million. At Bellingham, only has 90 thousand people. Uh, yesterday, Health Minister Adrian Dix was on the show a couple hours after he made the announcement, and I asked him a, a very basic question. How did we get here? Take a listen to his answer. How did we get here? We yeah. got here because we're seeing, one, a significant increase in population, two, uh, a lack of investment really over 15 years in some areas of care, which we're fixing by our 10-year cancer plan and other initiatives we're taking, three, we have an aging population. And so what we wanted to do here is simply take advantage of a circumstances that was there for many patients, which is to reduce wait times now while we take all the other measures to address the fundamental issue. If you look at the next 10 years, we're going to go from 30,000 cancer diagnoses in BC to 45,000. If you have cancer right now, as we speak, well, you want us to take action now, and that's what we're doing. Uh, that was Health Minister Adrian Dix uh, yesterday on the show. Um, he's right about growing population and an aging population. He said there was a lack of investment over the last 15 years. Uh, that was, of course, a shot to BC Liberals, even though uh, the NDP have now been in power for six years. We also had Brian Day on the show yesterday after uh, Mr. Dix's appearance. Now, you recall Mr. Day is an orthopedic surgeon who opened the Canby Surgery Centre in 1996, arguing patients should have the right to pay for private care if waits in the public system are too long, potentially worsening their health outcome. Now, after a 13-year battle, the Supreme Court, Supreme Court of Canada refused to hear that appeal. Uh, we did bring uh, Dr. Day on yesterday to respond to the NDP government's announcement that they are sending British Columbians to essentially a private clinic in Bellingham. Take a listen. It's nothing new. You know, in the, in the early 90s, the NDP government of, um, of that era um, was sending patients down to Washington State for open-heart surgery. So there's nothing new in this, um, but it is further evidence and, and, in fact, proof of of the collapse of the system uh, in Canada, the health system. That was Dr. Brian Day. So here we are. Canadians don't have access to private clinics, but our government is offering to send you across the border to receive cancer treatment from, for, wait for it, from a private clinic. How do we fix the system? Joining me now to talk a little bit about the challenges our health care system, our public health care system has been under, is Christy Clark, former Premier of British Columbia. Christy, thank you for joining us. 
Nice to be back, Jazz. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm sorry for the long introduction there, but I wanted to sort of lay out sort of what we've been focusing on and touching on the last 24 hours or so. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on sending British Columbians across the border uh, for cancer treatment? Well, I think it's a sign of um, how when the system is under collapse, and I think that Brian Day is right about that, there's no doubt that our system is nearing a really critical juncture. I mean, I think it's if you had to ask me what I am most worried about for Canada right now, I would say the access to our healthcare system because it is collapsing. So I think um, healthcare systems collapsing. And the problem is really that governments across the country, and I think, you know, to some extent, citizens across the country aren't really willing to entertain some of the um, possible solutions to this. And I'll give you a good, a, the best example I have, which is we in Canada have the second most expensive on a GDP basis healthcare system in the Western world, except for the U.S. Every other European country mostly have, uh, have a, a less expensive system than we do. They have better outcomes than we do. The only country in the world that has worse outcomes is the United States. And for some reason, politicians um, tend to say, well, if we make any change in our system, then we're just going to Americanize Canadian health care. Well, why don't we think about trying to aspire to not being American, but trying to aspire to do some of the things that Europeans do, including people in the U.K.? Why not? None of them have a perfect system, but, you know, in Sweden, in the U.K., in France, in Germany, in Switzerland, in Holland, they all get better outcomes than we do at about the same or less price. They have better access for citizens. We should be thinking about what they do and aspiring to try and be better like them rather than worrying that if we make any change, we'll only become worse and become like the Americans. You know, many years ago, I was uh, waiting for a flight and uh, there was a, a, a former Minister of Health uh, for British Columbia that was catching the same flight. We ended up talking and, and the individual told me, he says, you know, we spent about $2 million an hour on health care. And I said, well, how do you fix this? And this is probably many years ago now. He says that it's actually got to get worse before it gets better. And I think what he was trying to say was that the federal government's got to have the will to make the, the legal changes, which would allow provinces to actually deal with these issues in a much more uh, holistic and fundamental way. Fundamentally, the federal government is really what's holding it back, this kind of change. They are politically alarmed that, you know, Canadians are going to worry if there's any, you know, if there's any kind of change in the way we provide health care. So what they do is they say, well, if you don't do exactly the way we want it, then we're going to fine you and it's going to cost you a lot of money and it's going to be self-defeating because you won't end up saving any money with any of your changes. And, you know, I don't know why we live in a country that's a federation if the federal government is always in the position of saying, well, you can't actually innovate. You can't try and do different things from different things differently from any other province. But jazz, the thing is, is that if you go to most European countries, you will find they have universal health care. Nobody's turned away based on severity of condition or, or income. Everybody's covered, but they do allow some private, um, it, and it depends on the country, but sometimes it will be, they allow some private providers within the public system. Mm-hmm. They allow private insurance to compete with public insurance. We're the only country in the world where not only do we say uh, government has to provide, has to have a monopoly on all the basic insurance for you know, most of the, the central health care 
um, uh, health care coverage, but government also has to be the main provider for everything. It's just, you know, it doesn't, it can't work. It creates this huge bureaucracy that's extremely expensive and is really utterly resistant to change. And you talk to people who work within the system, they'll just tell you how frustrated they are that none of the changes that they see need to be made can be made. And it's a result of our ideological um, uh, zest to, to, you know, kind of fight any incursion on a government monopoly on services and the provision of insurance. You raised a little bit of issue of the public and private insurance. What would a sort of a an effective system look like to you here in British Columbia. We case of, hey, Jazz needs a hip replacement. He 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 gets the 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 the, the assessment from the 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 specialist. He can then go to a private clinic, clinic, slap down his care card. He never sees a bill. It's built, the public system is built something of that sort. Yeah, you could absolutely you could do that. And you know, there's systems like one in, ones in Holland where not only can you go to a private clinic that's fully publicly funded. Um, you can go to a private insurer where you are also going to be publicly funded. And just like in Canada, you can top it up like you can with your Blue Cross and all that. But what happens in that situation is you get some incentive to improve because if people as citizens, as patients, can choose where we want to go get our care and how we want to be covered for our care, we can choose what's best for us. And that, you know, that incentive toward uh, it, uh, competition gives me choices mm-hmm. and it gives it also creates innovation within the system because people have every incentive to try and improve to attract me and you know what we need a healthcare system that's focused on the patient not on the giant systems of hospitals and on government bureaucrats and you know trying to keep everything exactly the same what about patients what about those people who are suffering from cancer and having to go from i don't know um, North Vancouver, all the way across the border, to try and get their care when they're already sick. I mean, that's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. What do you say to the argument that look, if you bring in a private system, private systems generally target less complicated procedures. They may do knee and hip surgeries, uh, and so those are simpler, more easier to do, and they also will take away talent from the public system. That the, the private system isn't necessarily the great fix. Well, I think on that first thing, that can happen. But in a carefully regulated system like the ones that they have in many countries in Europe, you can oblige, um, you know, healthcare to healthcare systems to provide certain kinds of care. I mean, they, that can be part of the agreement that they do. And, you know, as they're proving in Bellingham, you can still get cancer treatment, which is pretty expensive um, in, in private settings. And apparently the government can find a way to afford it. So... There are ways to compel that, and, you know, there may be, we may decide that the most kind of complex services do need to remain entirely in a government monopoly. But, I mean, does every single government service need to be provided exactly in the same way and exactly the same kind of um, facility, or can we find ways to allow that to differentiate across the system? And in that, you know, to me, that's not letting go and privatizing. And when you look at other countries in the world, they are all experiencing exactly the same doctor and nursing shortage that Canada is. We are no worse off and no better off mm-hmm. uh, because we have a public system. It's it's uh, That's a separate problem, and theirs isn't any worse than ours is. Christy, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Hey, it was my pleasure, Jazz. Thank you, and I hope everybody enjoys this beautiful sunshine, great weather we have these days in Vancouver. <laughs>